Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to my channel, Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. I'm almost sure that all of you listening to this have already heard about Alex Jones' content being removed from certain major tech companies such as Apple and Facebook. I'm not sure about YouTube, but I heard about Apple, Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube. However, I did look on his Wikipedia page because there's like a talk section going on where people are almost live reporting whether or not the pages are up or down. And I want to share with you my opinions on what is going on. But first, I would like to say I'm sorry for not having made a video in a while. I'm sorry. The first thing I want to point out is that free speech has become a very hot topic in our society today. I adamantly believe that tech companies are committing censorship. And I think that maybe you are so used to hearing the arguments about why free speech is important, even if it's not free speech as it's defined under protection by the law, where the government can't stop people from expressing their ideas, which was initially rooted in religion, particularly in the United States, but also elsewhere. We all have an idea of what free speech means and how important it is. And there are some arguments that people make for why it's important to protect someone's free speech. One of them is that if you don't protect somebody else's free speech, then they could come for you in the future. Another thing is that free speech is the marker of a civilized society. If you don't have free speech, then people solve problems by turning to violence and war. And that is how most of our problems have been solved in human history. So the fact that you'll sit down and talk to someone means that debate is a way of avoiding violence. But if you stop someone from even getting their ideas out, or you give one of the many sides, a higher position on the playing field, then that means that someone is forming society from the top down rather than the people forming society for themselves. And people being able to talk and give opposing viewpoints to the established ones by those in power is a way of reducing or sometimes completely opposing tyranny. Actually, I just saw, I was just reading an article by a major, I would call it, left-wing news site, even though they probably see themselves as neutral. They were saying that YouTube and Facebook and so on, companies like that, market themselves as bastions of free speech and that they were responsible for the Me Too and the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's so funny because I know the way they say it, it's as if those things are good things to champion. And that's exactly why free speech is so important because to them, those things are movements that should be championed. But to other people, it's those things are not. <laughs> and then the final thing that I want to point out that maybe you're tired of hearing is that labeling people is not debating them. Calling someone Islamophobic or calling them a white supremacist does not actually respond to the things that they are saying. And the sad thing is that even when people are right, in terms of, say, the data they are bringing, there is normally more than one way to approach the situation and decide how to deal with it. And if you just constantly label people as evil or whatever buzzword it is that people immediately react to as a bad thing, then there is never the chance for people to be able to hear those arguments and also see the other outcome that could come from that argument that, that the bad person in quotations is making. I don't know if that made sense. So for example, um, I was just listening to Stefan Molyneux and Lauren Southern talking about how they were basically being deplatformed in New Zealand. And 
I don't even know what their conclusions are. I used to follow Stefan a lot. I don't really listen to all of the things he says anymore. But I know that oftentimes I would listen to him talk about, say, genetics. And just because you could point out these different traits in humans, it doesn't mean that you have to remove those people from your society. It just means that you want to remove certain institutions that allow those people who you think are bad to go into power, which... I am going off on such a tangent right now. My point is that these are reasons that you may be familiar with for why free speech is important, and you may be tired of hearing them, but something I want to say is they are really, really important for those reasons listed because most of our wars, a lot of them in the past, not the geopolitical fighting over resources stuff, there's some of that too, but a lot of them have been ideological. And if you can't talk about stuff, it comes to using destructive weapons, which we have a lot of right now. So that's the first thing that I wanted to point out. Now I want to talk more about these tech companies. As you, my subscribers, know, I have a big issue with the censorship of a lot of social media companies, which I won't name, but it's a lot of them. And I was just thinking, when the social media companies become purveyors of news. Social media is a way for people to interact with each other, not a news outlet. I don't know when they became that. I think there were just ways for you to say, upload videos and share content with people or share content such as text or photos with your loved ones and then the wider world. So that's what social media really was about. And I don't think um, anyone could argue against that. I think that's how they were born and that's how they became popular. But then they became popular and people discovered that part of content and ideas is political stuff or things about how you view yourself, your identity, or how you view your role in society, what you should be doing. So this way of spreading information is, I think, something that came without anybody really planning for it. These companies were never meant to be purveyors of news. And there is a difference between sharing information, which is what they were as social media sites initially, and trying to control information, which is what this incident that they're trying to do now with Alex Jones, for example, shows. And that's a big shift that has been occurring in the past few years. And I don't want to say that, you know, the right people on the right quote unquote, particularly in the US, wouldn't do the same thing, but they're not the ones doing that right now. Now, if you go into the business of controlling information, which is what they're trying to do, then you become a propaganda machine, not a place for sharing information. Once you're trying to define what's correct, and you obviously, you very obviously have a bias, then because you're only, you're censoring content so that it's not like you're removing all the content, but you're trying to put some people in place who can give the news about the content. And so once you start doing that, then you're about propaganda. You're not about people sharing information anymore. And I mentioned that you're putting people in place who are obviously biased because you're not giving news, you're actually giving commentary. Most media sites, that's TV like cable or online journals and magazines, most of them are giving commentary, like say what I say that I do. I don't call myself a news outlet, but we don't have those anymore. I think almost anywhere. I think at one point we did, like in my memory, 
news never used to be so obviously pushing for an agenda. So maybe it was never perfect because people are biased, but there was definitely more neutrality or attempt. There was more of an attempt at neutrality and that was what journalism was. And in my opinion, should be. But now you go on YouTube and they're pushing all the, the same places that were established on say TV, for example, so they're trying to turn social media companies into propaganda machines. So that was what I'm trying to say. They're not about shared information. They are not about controlled information. And once you are about controlled information, you are about creating propaganda. That's what you are. And that's what they're becoming. And that's what this incident shows to me. They were always kind of doing it. But when you start doing it to a really major persona, then you know they mean business. The scary thing about this is that there was collusion involved. Apparently, it was Apple first that removed some podcasts, but then other companies followed along. So they recognized their power and their not being neutral. And that's, that's kind of scary. However, I am not going to leave you guys without hope, which I will get to in a minute. Something else I noticed was that they are doubling down on what they did in the past two years. So they're just trying to censor people some more, which is what they were doing in the past. And this seems very foolish to me if doing that previously didn't get them the results that they wanted, which is for their ideologies to take power in the institutions and in society. I mean, they, they do have that in some ways, but not in the ultimate institution, the governing body of society. They're still lacking in that and I think they're losing a lot of ground on the culture front as well. And not just say the legislative front. So they're not playing the long game. And I think that's foolish of them to do. I guess they're just trying to win the next elections, maybe. And they're just pissed off that people like Alex Jones are still out there saying what they're saying. Because I don't think they would mind as much if they had the power they wanted. But they mind so much because they're pushing all these established media personalities out there where we're supposed to be getting our news from even though it's actually commentary but they're still not getting the results that they want and people are still watching this person while they're not getting the results they want and i think that pisses them off i understand that they're responding to um you could call it lobbying i don't really know the details of that but they're responding to people wanting to take vengeance i guess against Alex Jones, who's just an example. Now some solutions. First, the one that is most likely to not happen. I think if these companies really cared about individuals out there that use their platforms getting proper news and information, factual news and information, then they could aid in educating them. Not by moving people around, but by, say for example, YouTube having this big button that you can click on and they often change it to pique your interest and make you click on it, um, which they have used in the past to fuel movements like the Black Lives Matter movement. They changed their logo so people could click on it and they were pushing a certain narrative that they thought would be really helpful. And they can use that to educate people, to say, well, where's the source? Where's the primary source? How verifiable is the source? Where's the evidence? Is there footage of the person doing this thing? For example, where is the documentation of some investigation that went on and where is the where is the actual information? I mentioned that a lot of these news sources are actually giving commentary 
And something I want you guys to notice is how often they will link to the actual primary source. Um, I got very frustrated recently because I was doing research for immigration and all of them kept talking about these bills, 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 bills that were being proposed and were shot down in Congress, but I couldn't find them. Like they wouldn't link to them. And I think very often you'll see that it's like they're just commenting on what happened, which is fine, but they call themselves news sources. So I think this example of education isn't really possible because they want the power, obviously, or they would be focusing on this, but also because it's in contradiction to what they're doing, which is trying to promote certain commentators. I don't know everything in the world, but I did make a video about how fake news is destroying your brain. And that is one thing you could go and look at in order to identify verifiable sources or identify when you're looking at biased information, which is almost all information. My, me talking also is biased. However, I don't call myself a news outlet. And there are varying degrees of bias, as I just pointed out, where I think news and journalism has changed in the time I've been alive, which isn't that long. Or maybe it's regressing. I don't know. And hopefully it can move forward again. So that's the unlikely solution. And then I think the more likely solution is that I am really big on crypto. And I think that we have the power to change these things if we're looking at the long game. So as you guys know, I am on a couple of alternative social media sites, such as Gab. I really just repost content, uh, steam it. I got a couple followers there and someone was asking me, do I even read the comments? And no, I don't really because I don't have the time but I am a big fan of it and, and DTube, which is linked to Steemit. And uh, there's also BitChute. I'm on BitChute and I'm on Mines. They just released their token, which I'm not sure how, full, how functional it is. I'm also on a video sharing platform called Portal, which is also really new. I'm just trying out all these things because I don't know where it will go and I want to support anything that will put that will return social media back to what it once was, which is social media, not news outlets and havens for propaganda from one side. I mean, propaganda from all sides is what I think social media should be. And you have a properly educated citizenry and the way to combat arguments that you think are harmful to others or that you think are false, like they're wrong, or are not necessarily wrong, but skewed. So it's leaving, like part of it is right, but part of it is wrong, is to debate and to educate others if you can. And I also discovered something really new called BitTube. I really like them. I'm actually going to interview someone from their team on my other channel, Crypto Ramble, if you guys are interested. Right now they don't have any users, but you can make a difference in that. So. I think we should play the long game and I think we should be very aware of what's going on. I think what happened to Alex Jones is horrible, but it's just a continuation of the pattern that we've been seeing. So to conclude, social media does not equal news outlets, but that's what these social media companies are trying to become. And by trying to control the flow of information rather than sharing, allowing the sharing of information, they are actually turning into propaganda sites. And I think if they really wanted to help, they could educate people but I don't think that's gonna happen. And I think a long-term solution is that we can help crypto to grow and 
social media sites that are about free speech, but also are decentralized by nature, which makes it hard for what's happening right now to happen in the future. And the first and final point was that these topics about free speech are actually very important, no matter how many times you hear them. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for watching. Don't forget that you can support the channel if you like my content and help to keep it going. At just thinking out loud.tv slash donate. Bye.